Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Cabbage Podcast, produced by members of Church at Bowling Green in Kentucky, USA. I'm Kenan Ballou. And I'm Lee Folks. And uh, this season of the podcast is just an extended conversation or uh, meditation on the Psalms. Uh, we started last week. Um, the, a reminder, this is during the time of the coronavirus, so if any of us... Um, seem like we're talking too much it's because we're at home all day with our kids and it's hard to get adult conversation in sometimes so um anyway obviously our hope is that this is encouraging to everybody um so we're gonna uh we're gonna start off with a prayer again and then we will uh jump in and start talking about uh psalms and um hopefully learn something today so let's let's bow for a minute god we uh, are thankful for all that you've done for us. We're thankful for your word that is preserved for us through these scriptures. We know that you have worked through the lives of people throughout history to make yourself known. And uh, as we spend some time in these Psalms that, that David and others wrote to um, to glorify you, to praise you, uh, we we pray that we can can be encouraged by that and we can, uh, can take those things and make them a part of our lives. God, as we are in a season of um, slowing things down and on um, reflecting more on um, our own weakness and our own limitations, we pray that you will be revealed to us, not through anything that Kenan and I say, but but through the words of, of uh, the writers of, of the, these psalms. Please bless us and uh, help us in all that we do to serve you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Kenan, how did it, how did it go this week? What was your what were your initial thoughts about um, Psalm one hundred three and about well two things the process itself. We've talked a little bit. I know a little bit what you're going to say. I'm not trying to set you up, but um, the process we've we've talked about, but also just the psalm itself. How did, how did that go for you? Well, I have to admit this has been a challenging week for me in terms of focusing spiritually. It's been a good week with the, the family and kids. And I think I've been spent my time on doing productive things with the family and physically, but it's been very hard to, to focus spiritually. Now I have, I said, set my mind to reading the Psalm at least once every single day. And I did that some days at different times. Uh, one day I read it with my, with the boys. And so I at least read it and thought about it for a few minutes, but it was very hard to kind of focus on it. Like I would read it because I knew I intended to, but I can't say there was some deep meaning that came out new in my meditation, unfortunately. And I, I think that's a, a it's a weakness of me and not of the psalm. I mean, I, I have spent a lot of time this week in my garden and thinking about grass and things growing and then dying. And as always, that's just a really powerful metaphor to think about that. But wouldn't say there's anything new that I discovered or understood this week. How about you? Well, as I said earlier, I cheated a little bit. I was in charge of devotionals at work this week, and so I took that opportunity to to do a series of devotionals on Psalm 103, and um, that gave me a little external motivation to um, to read it and and meditate on it a little bit more, and that worked for me. But you know, like I said, at, at the end of the week, it was harder a little bit. I 
it was it was challenging, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. I've got a couple of things later on to, to talk about with that, but um, overall, I mean, I, I the the process of reading it and having some uh, reading sections of it at a time, really for me, like I I took the first day, I just took the first five verses and and read over those and. Um, tried to kind of think about each line individually or each little stanza individually. Um, you know, what does it mean? It says, you know, it starts out, bless the Lord, O my soul. And I thought, you know, God blesses us. We talk about God blessing us, but um, how do I bless God? How, how do I um, bless him? And it made me think a lot about, you know, having an attitude of, of gratitude and thankfulness to God for what he's done. And then he lists all those things, of course, you know, that, um, it talks about just thinking and trying to be intentional about thinking about the, the things that God has done. Um, for me, it was really helpful. Um, so I, I cheated, but it was, it was good for me to have that, that external motivation to do that. Was there any feedback from the people in the devotionals? Oh, they thought it was fantastic. No, um, they, uh, no, it was good. We we had a, um, you know, had some good conversations. It was a small group because of all the the coronavirus restrictions, of course. But um, no, we we had. Um, it's just, it's always good to be able to sit and think and reflect a little bit on how good God is to us. Um, I, I guess really one of the the sections, this whole thing about. Um, uh, verse eight: The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness. Um, and then talking about how He is just His forgiveness that He, and and really sitting and thinking for a few minutes about the, the scope of what He says is that His mercies are or His loving kindness is um, so great it's as high as the heavens are above the earth. I mean that's how great His loving kindness is that he has removed our iniquities from us as far as the east is from the west, that if you sit and think for a few minutes about what we what we deserve, what we should have, um, that is a, a graphic reminder, a graphic is probably not the right word there, but a, a very um, poetic reminder of how, how what a great blessing that is. Uh, yeah, the day I read that with the, the boys, uh, I can't remember which one said that, but when I read that, the, as far as the East is from the West, they looked at me really dumbfounded. It's like, that's really far. <laughs> well, I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's... Um, part, of, part of it for me is, is just really focusing on that a little bit. If we... It, it's it's easy for us to kind of sit down and go, yeah, okay, God's forgive me for my sins. God, please forgive me for this thing that I did. Um, but, but to have this, um, this idea that not only he, he just hasn't, he hasn't just forgiven it, but he's moved it from me as far away as anything could possibly be. Um, one of the things, and this is a little unrelated, but I was listening to a, a, a sermon last week um, as I was, after we recorded this, actually, um, uh, last Sunday, I was mowing at my in-laws house and, um, listening to a sermon. One of the sermons was talking about, um, that the 
two debtors, Jesus' parable about the two debtors, one who owed 50 talents and one who owed 500, and how um, he, he made the point, and I thought it was really, it applies to this in this discussion of God removing our sins, is that when we owe a debt, that somebody has to pay that debt. And if I can't pay it, then the person I owe the debt to has to pay it. That it's going to cost somebody something. And the, the more I owe, the more it costs the one that I owe the debt to. Um, so it's not just that, like we do with other people and go, hey, it's not a big deal, no, no don't worry about it. But it is it is a significant thing that God has pardoned our iniquities and moved them as far away as from the east from the west. I mean, that's a, a if you just kind of simmer on that for a few minutes, it really, it really can start to be um, moving in some ways, I think. I don't know where makes to go me think that. a little bit uh, <laughs> right now as we as Lee already mentioned that or as you already mentioned we were this is April eleventh two thousand twenty yep. uh, Holy Saturday and it's in the middle of the coronavirus lockdown and there's a lot of talk and a lot of fear right now that's still in the fairly early stages but a lot of people have lost their job already and I think the the bigger effects are going to be coming in the weeks and months to come. And it's really easy to say, oh, well, just you can't, your business can't be open, but most of the businesses still owe rents. And so the government says, okay, well, you can't evict people. So it's kind of kicking the can along the road. So it's really easy to say, okay, well, then no one owes rent. But at some point, the buck stops somewhere. And in the, this example of God, he's not just like another buck. He takes it and just like fixes everything, kind of what all the levels of government right now wish they could do, but can't really. Yeah. But he, but God can. Yep. Absolutely. And then of course the, and I think we talked about this last week, but the whole thing about, um, our, our place in that, um, God has done these great things and, and pardoned our iniquities, uh, uh, shown us compassion and love. Um, but remembering that we are just temporary here, that our lives are temporary and um, this whatever discomfort or, or suffering we may feel like we have right now, it's really nothing compared to what he is able to do and that his, his, uh, uh, what is his loving kindness is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And I think that, you know, again, I think it was just, it, for me, I really enjoyed um, focusing on those things. Um, the other thing, and I, I, we talked about this last week, and I just kind of commented on it in passing at the end, um, this last section, you know, that he ends with, bless the Lord, O my soul, like he starts. But it's interesting that um, he goes through verse 20, bless the Lord, you his angels. Um, verse 21, bless the Lord, all you his hosts. So the great armies of God. Um, verse 22, bless the Lord, all you works. So thinking about all the, the mountains, the, the trees, the birds, the animal, you know, all the things that God has made, bless him and, and praise him. And then the final thing is bless the Lord, oh my soul, that we um, join all of those other things in, in blessing God. Um, and, and one more thing on that. I'm sorry, I'm kind of dominating this discussion, but, you know, thinking about um, going back to that idea, what does it mean to bless the Lord? 
what does it mean for me to bless God? How can I bless him? Because he's the one who gives me everything and I don't have anything to give him. Um, the verse um, 13, you know, it, it compares of just like a father has compassion on his children. Uh, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And so that, again, draws me back to thinking about a, a father as a father with my children. You know, what can my kids do to bless me? They, they can't necessarily, um, you know, do anything to, to, to bless me the way that I hopefully try to bless them because they're children. Um, but just thinking about how when my kids are thankful for things, when my kids are appreciative of what, what we've done, um, one of my children is very good about, you know, about that. You know, thank you, daddy, for doing that. Thank you for, for doing this. I'll let everybody guess which one that is, but, um, it's a, that is a blessing to me. And so it's not anything that they have to do. I don't need, I don't need my kids to, you know, go to work and give me money or, or do anything like that. I mean, that'd be great, but, but I need, I don't, it's a blessing to me whenever they are, are thankful or appreciative. Um, anyway, so that's kind of where I've ended up with all that about bless the Lord on my soul. Well, that's a great thought. I hadn't really thought about that, but when I just, what I immediately thought about was my two-year-old. Um, she does sometimes say thank you because we're teaching her that, but uh, what means a lot to me is when she's in trouble, she more often than not runs to me, and I think my wife might be slightly jealous, <laughs> although most of the time it's easier for let me deal with it, but that means a lot to me too because it's not just her thinking me but I know like she trusts me and she wants me to fix it and I, I think God is probably a similar way he wants us to throw our cares on him it's not just being thankful that's part of it but he wants our hearts he wants to be the one to fix us but we he he lets us choose yeah and it must hurt him deeply to see us and know he could fix us and fix our souls. And yet when we spend so much time in addictions in sin and things that were uh, futile attempts to fix things in us, and he must be looking at us just in, in pain to see us hurting, knowing that he could fix us. To, to think that you, to think that your child needs something and you know exactly what they need, and you're able to do it for them or help them through it, and yet they are not listening to you. Um, you don't have you don't have teenagers yet. You'll you'll get there. Um, but well, I experienced some of that. Uh, my boys are old <laughs> enough. They're often I'm telling him, you know, don't do that. It's going to hurt you. It's going to be a bad idea. Whatever. And um, it's I'm usually right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but that is such a um, it's painful to to be thinking that your child that you could help them but they won't listen to you and they're going to go make their own mistakes and um yeah I, I think that's a good point too so one of the things um that i was really thinking about i said i, I, I teased this earlier i said i was going to talk about this um one of the things that i i really struggle with Whenever I read a Bible story or read a, a, a passage or an Old Testament story, 
something Jesus said, anything like that. I always look for the what do I what do I do with this? How can I apply this? What what can I take from this passage and do with it? Um, and so I st- I did the same thing with this after I got through with my devotionals at, at work and I started reading. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to read it now and I'm going to try to read it for for some application. Um, how can I let this how how can I let this be you know something I can do? How and, can you use this? Right, right. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I read through it again and I kind of came down to the pretty clear, clear conclusion. There's nothing for me to do. Um, I just have to be, um, it's not that I can do something to express my gratitude. I need to be grateful and thankful. There's th- this, this passage, and I'm sure this is maybe a recurring theme of our little podcast here. If we keep doing this, um, this this is just about appreciating and understanding and knowing what God has done for us, and it really brought into my mind the um, the the scripture that kind of came, and I couldn't remember exactly where it, where it was at the time, but you know when when in Psalm uh, says, "Be still and know that I am God," and so I spent a little time, probably not enough, but some time just kind of going through that. There's nothing. God doesn't give me these things and then expect me to go do a bunch of stuff now that he's told me these things. He wants me to just be thankful for what he's done. And um, so that that really kind of hit me um, pretty hard at, at the end of this. Whereas I like to take things and act on it or new knowledge that helps me understand it better. This is just about me being aware of what... Um, what God's done and and who God is and and who I am in relationship to him. So uh, with that being said, um I don't know if we want to jump straight to this, but we we were talking about what what psalm to do next and so um I was thinking, you know what, we need there's a bunch of psalms about refuge and God being a refuge in times of trouble and I thought that might not be a bad thing to go to next. Um and so I looked and I found one that looked good and it was Psalm 46. And wouldn't you know, um verse 10 says my this version is different, but basically verse 10 is be still and know that I'm God. And so I thought, well that's obviously the one we should be talking about this next week. Well, let's read it together then. Sounds good. Do you want to? You mind to go first? I'll um, take a drink of water here. Sure. This is Psalm forty-six. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Do you want to talk about that, or do you want me to read the next one? <laughs> yeah, as you like. Maybe we can just, you know, just keep reading. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Man, that is good. You know, I really wish we knew what the original music for this is. This is probably an amazing choral piece. I mean, like, rock and roll, power <laughs> metal here. Yeah, well, it was, this is the a psalm of the sons of Korah. So they probably had a... They they were a good cover band. Um, do do you know anything about the Sons of Korah? I have no idea who that is. Yeah, boy, Ken, are we out of time already? It's it looks like it's been. <laughs> no, but I will by next week. Uh, we need somebody to. I just to, need to edit this and erase this section, and we can put in a. Yeah, overdub. put in a musical interlude or something. <laughs> um, no, I I really don't. Um, so I don't know if there's any information out there or not, but um, well, let's get back to each other on that next week then. Oh, absolutely! But this is an awesome psalm. I mean, I'm sure I've read this before, but I, I don't remember actively reading it apart from the the obviously the the be still and know that I'm God. But this is just great. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and like I said, like as as I've read through and I tried to read through. Um all a lot of the psalms and trying to prepare for this class and um there's just the idea of refuge the idea of a fortress the idea of god being a, a place of strength um to provide help for people in trouble just comes up over and over and over again um and and i think of um you know i think of david and the times that he needed places of of uh shelter and refuge, especially when he's running from Saul. Um, I hear the sons of Korah really had a lot of need. For, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you know, there the the idea of of needing a place to go when you're in trouble, and that goes that leads back to what you're talking about about your daughter. You know, when when they need help, when when a child needs help, who do you go to? Um, and I think that that's that's great. So I'm looking forward to spending some time on this this week. Do you have any uh, kind of initial thoughts or things that came to mind just when reading through it this time? Um, just the just the the you're coming to God in weakness, and it describes the strength. You know, He behold the works of God who is wrought desolations in the earth and made wars to cease and breaks the bow and cuts the spear. You know, this, this vivid description of how powerful God is that he can make everything stop. Um, I think that that's, that's, that's a, a moving thing as well. I don't know. Yeah, can I, I just, <laughs> I'm, 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 I struggle with this whole thing about we are, it, it's not, 
God wants us to to do what he what he has asked for us to do because he knows it's good for us but just I'm, I I want more and more to overcome this thing that I've got to do something to earn God's love to earn salvation to earn anything um just to accept that it is something he has done and then like it says just to be still and and you know like what what was it Jesus said in in John that the work that I want is for you to believe in the one who sent me um there's so much of just accepting who God is and accepting what he wants and accepting that that he loves us is so difficult for some reason maybe and maybe that's our culture maybe that's how we grew up i don't know I think this is the kind of psalm that when you need it, it's there. And maybe we haven't needed it in the same way yet. Uh, one thing I thought about when you, when we mentioned we wanted to talk about this and reading through, talking about how uh, in verse 6, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. Uh, so uh, when I lived in Germany, or I guess he's still my friend, but I have a friend in Germany named Sebastian, and, or Sebastian, and who was 17 years old when the Berlin Wall fell. And I don't know if you know much about the German history, but uh, East Germany was a communist state, and it just celebrated its 40th anniversary on October 7th, 1989. I only know that because that's my birthday, and everyone would always laugh when I tell them my birthday, and they say, oh, yeah, it was the East Germany birthday. Hmm. Uh, but less than a month later, the wall fell down. And for the common person in East Germany, you had zero clue that was going to happen mm. until maybe like a few days before you might have started getting inkling of something's happening. But it really went from your country's been around 40 years. It's probably going to be around for another 40 or 400 to not existing in a month. Mm. And for him, that was such a seminal experience in his life that even to this day, when he talks about politics, he's just very blase about it. It's like, I think I was probably pontificating about some political thing about America or something as I used to do more of. And he told me that anecdote. And for him, he saw firsthand what it was like for your entire world to crumble. Uh, my wife was a lot younger. So for her, it was not as big of a deal, but uh, for my friend who kind of could tell what was happening. It just went from your country's going to be there forever to not existing mm-hmm. in a month. Wow. And I think there's a lot of that happening right now in this time of realizing, hey, we thought everything was great. We thought our economy was great. You know, we have dips here and there, but I mean, we're at a point where we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This could be a seriously life-changing, world-changing time. You know, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know what's going to happen after us. And I think it is always a good thing to to realize that position. I mean, in our lifetime, the United States has been very stable. But the United States is just a country. And it's lasted a couple hundred years. It's kind of middle of the pack in terms of how long countries last. And if we put our faith and our hope in this country, in our economy, in our way of life, then we're going to one day or or another be seriously disappointed in that. Yep. 
that's a that's a neat story. That's that's um interesting way to put it and and I really do um I really do think that the stability that we have thought that we have and and may still have. I'm not wishing, you know, anything bad to happen, but it's easy, you know, we we have our our faith is based on our American uh you know, lifestyle and it feels like oh well, you know what? There's nothing bad going to happen and so we can have faith in God and um uh uh shoot. I was listening to another I was mowing again today. I listen to podcasts of sermons when I mow. So I was mowing today and listening to podcasts. And I can't remember what he was talking about. But um, By the way, we take, like to take this point. We would love to hear feedback for anyone who's listening to this. So if you are listening to this while mowing, please absolutely. let us know. We want to hear about it. Absolutely. But basically saying that, you know, it's, it's one thing to... Um, oh, I was talking about Judas and... Um, Judas and Peter both, you know, they were were both following Jesus when it suited them and when they thought that there was something good that was going to happen for them. But when things got difficult, then they um, they bailed in different ways and Peter came back. But um, just the idea that, that our faith, when it's not, when it's not tested, um, it, it's, you know, it, it's hard to know exactly how that's going to play out. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. Having our faith, in God, our faith in in God to save us, rather than our our country or our economy or um, any of that stuff, is really really good good thing to be thinking about. But my point with that is not so much to be afraid of that, but to say that you know that's what God wants us to do is is not go do out a bunch of stuff, but just to be still and know that He has it. Yeah, you no, know, He's He's got it. And he's had it for 2,000 years, for 10,000 years, for however old the, the earth is, he's had it. And he's seen countries come and countries go. He's seen lots of flowers bloom and die, but he has it. Yep. And our job is to be still. Yep, because we can't do anything about it. So, yeah, that's good. Well, um... I do think that this is going to be good. I, I hope that um, I don't have anything. I don't have a devotional to present this week, so I hope I, I can stay focused on this on this this week. But um, like like you're saying, Ken, and I, I really do hope people will give us some feedback. We did ask a little bit for feedback, but um, we would like to. If you get sick of hearing just Lee and Kenan talking about what they think about these psalms, you know, let us know so we can can. Um, you know, feel, uh, uh, share some of your knowledge and wisdom with everybody well, else. We are, our intention of this is certainly to be encouraging. And if we can encourage you by showing you how frail and ignorant we are about some things, then <laughs> praise God with that. But we would love to hear uh, your input. But even more than that, we'd hope that you take the opportunity in some way to, to read these Psalms too and for you to be still. And maybe we need to take that our own advice or not not our own advice, but advice from the Psalms here and just be still this week. So I'm going to try to do that is to spend more time being still and just knowing that God is God and not trying to 
do things. Yep, that sounds good. I I want I want to do that as well. Well, we wish you all uh, grace and peace in this coming week, and we will hopefully talk to you again in about another week. Yep, that sounds good. All right. Well, thanks, Kenan, for doing this. I, uh, again, this is a learning experience for us. So, um, appreciate your leadership in doing the, the technical aspect of this. I appreciate your leadership in doing the really important part of actually knowing what you're talking about part of this. <laughs> it's an act. I promise. <laughs> well, God be with you all. Bye. All right. Okay, so press stop.